In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with the Cinda Academy, which brings you thought leadership from great leaders and business experts from around the world. And you can learn more about the Cinder Academy at www.cinda.org or on Instagram under Cinda Academy or on Facebook under Cinda Academy. Now, we are not do not only bring you leadership and thought leadership from around the world. We also have listeners from around the world. So for our listeners tuning in today, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. And in this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So if please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Um, listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m., And when you listen to us, you'll get great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that motivate you, simulate new ideas, and possibly could even be the key to your success. I invite you to please reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. If you're in a leadership position and aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now on to today's episode. Startups are generally known for their agility, their quick response, while large organizations are really so flexible. Large organizations often resist disassembling plans until they are completely sure. And when they are sure, they are sometimes even reluctant to continue those plans down to the end. But large organizations are being forced to learn from smaller and medium-sized organizations as we fight to keep our heads above water in this unexpected crisis. Time strapped and under tremendous pressure, we are forced to reevaluate practices, processes, products, and customer relations today. And the smaller and medium-sized businesses are actually doing this best. We are witnessing great creativity from the agile companies, from startups to those who have also created a footprint over the last couple of years. Quick to respond, these companies are showing us some of the best practices and we're learning from those best practices. And today we're going to look at a company uh, that is in Holland, in Amsterdam. And this company is a medium-sized company that is showing best practices to some of its business partners as well as small businesses around the world. And we're going to speak with their chief commercial officer. And their chief commercial officer is Ash Lumberg. And he works for Spotzer. Spotzer provides clo- 
cloud-based solutions for SMBs across the globe. Spots are partners with leading telecommunication businesses, hosting companies, directory and media businesses, as well as technology businesses. And Ash is a leader in digital strategy and business transformation, having launched several digital startup businesses, including one of the world's first crowdfunding platforms. With 15 years of experience in sales management and marketing leadership, Ash helps to develop and maintain relationships with enterprise partners, and he has helped Sputzer reach over 400% growth in the last years. So, Ash, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Kimberly. So, Ash, um, let's first talk about what you're seeing with your partners across the globe right now in this crisis. Um, how are things going? What are you hearing from them? Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting time and almost unprecedented for the for the time that we're all living in. Um, our companies that we partner with are typically market leaders in their respective industries. You know, they've got a strong, trusted brand and market. They typically have a large sales organization supporting them. So I think that the biggest challenge that we're seeing at this, uh, the, the start of this uh, outbreak or crisis is really around the transitioning of teams uh, and also the operations in which these teams work in. Uh, you know, this includes the setup and installation of hardware and software enabled to encourage teams to work remotely. Um, you know, we're, we're all very aware in terms of uh, the restrictions that are being put in place. You know, we have large uh, scale quarantines, travel restrictions and social distancing measures, which make, you know, it very difficult to operate in the way that we did uh, previous to the uh, to the outbreak. I think the uh, the second most pressing challenge to our partners is around pivoting their model and moving fast. And I think you mentioned this in your introduction. Um, it, it, it's very hard when an organization is larger to move fast, and we all have different definitions of what fast is. Uh, so I, I think the second uh, most important matter and something we'll probably delve into uh, during this session is really around what is moving fast and how can companies move fast to react to the change. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing, Ash, um, with all this going on, you're dealing primarily in a B2B market with your partners. So um, are there any specific implications you're seeing to the B2B market in this wake of the crisis that we're going through? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, a lot of organizations we have dealt with in the past have had a, a split within their uh, sales uh, organizations around having face-to-face and also uh, telesales. And uh, I think the biggest change for me is, is, is really seeing how we communicate as businesses in a B2B environment. You know, we're really having to adopt uh, new technologies, new tools, new software to be able to actually work uh, in an environment where we can communicate as teams within the internal organization, but also how we actually communicate with our customers. And uh, and that, that fil- filters down to the, to the very... Uh, smallest level within the organization because our customers' customers are also having to communicate with people in a different way. So we're all having to adapt and adjust to the environment that we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd like to I'd like to come back to that on on the internal. Um, but I first uh, just to, to take a bigger picture. I mean, ev- everybody's having a difficult time, and ha- ha- what strategies are you seeing from companies? that are put in place to, to help reduce churn, to retain longer-term revenues, um, because at the end of it, it's about, it's about our customers, but the, cu- custom, the companies need the revenues to exist. So what kind of strategies are you seeing there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question because 
there's no doubt that this is going to have a massive impact on, on most people's revenue line. Um, we're seeing a lot of companies that we work with apply different strategies or with varying success. And, you know, it's very early on in the process and we're going to have to monitor this as it goes along. But, you know, one of the first strategies we've seen is, is companies deferring payments. So uh, if anyone has any uh, monthly or annual recurring revenue payments set up with their customer base, they're looking to defer these uh, anywhere from two to three months up till the end of 2020. So looking to retain those customers, knowing that they're going to be a long-term customer and that the revenue will come later in the piece. The second part that we've seen is around uh, discount or zero setup. So really encouraging new customers to onboard or existing customers to take on new products at a reduced rate uh, in order to achieve uh, the certain customer numbers or make up for certain revenues that might be missed. Now, one of our large partners is uh, Australia's largest telco, uh, Telstra. Now, they're applying a 50% discount fee uh, for the Telstra digital marketing services products to show their support for business. So not only are they trying to make it easier for customers to enter uh, into new product agreements, but what they're trying to do is come across as a, a trusted advisor uh, and being able to be there and support the businesses as they go through the process. Mm-hmm. And and what about some other things? I mean, are you seeing anybody with um, you know additional value added services on top of the products they have? Um, maybe you know helping small businesses or helping your partners in other ways too. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, one one of the key outcomes that we've seen during the crisis is that you really need to hone down and focus on your existing customers because they're going to be ultimately your best sales channel rather than going out and hunting and trying to find new customers in this time of crisis. I think when you can find products that provide value towards your customers and help them to not only exist but but thrive in an environment where they can adapt and change their business model to be successful, I think that's uh, that's obviously you know, a big win for not only your business, but, but for the business that you're actually talking with. And lastly, focusing on support. I know that a lot of businesses out there say that they differentiate their product or service by providing a higher level of support, but it's more relevant now than ever before that we need to provide a really high level of customer support. And also, again, like I was saying, the value-added services to make sure that customers realize the value because that's what's going to reduce the churn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, those sounds like really important points there. And wh- what I was thinking, Ash, is, you know, normally in a normal process when, when you're, you know, thinking about deferring payments or thinking about zero setup or value-added service, we, we always do planning, planning, market test, planning, okay? And, and we really don't have the time for that right now. So how, how are you dealing with that? You know, you, you, do you have your team doing brainstorming, getting things out? Um, have you developed a, a certain process in your planning? Yeah, I mean, again, great question. I think for us, uh, we've really had to hone in uh, as a business and, and become a more connected unit. Uh, we've come up within our own business uh, a new saying, which is uh, we are sponsor. So every single person in our organization uh, is a necessary resource and we're all working together towards a common goal now. You know, that goal might update or change from day to day because that's what's happening in this environment is that we have to update and change and adapt our business model on a daily basis as, as things come to like. But uh, but I think, you know, our workforce have now been set up 
to work remotely. Uh, that was done within a 24-hour period. There are, there are some great technology and tools out there that businesses can adopt to be able to enable them to work remotely uh, and also, you know, keep up business continuity because I think it's paramount that businesses continue to push through the challenges that we have ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about resources, I want to come back to, to talk about, you know, exactly the technologies and how you're setting up the remote. But but the first thing um, with this planning and pushing it through, um, you, you have to have a lot of resources, but you also need a contingency plan. I mean, a key person actually does get sick or how are you dealing with resources and contingency plans? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, uh, you know, in, in any work environment, it does come down to planning uh, and a lot of businesses have really come uh, to to find this recent crisis as a as a bit of a reality check to their business. I mean, having certain tools in place like a really robust CRM, uh, you know, making sure that teams are organised and and document a lot of the things that are going on, will allow us to overcome some of those struggles. Uh, but I, I I really think it's uh, it's down to to cohesion and working together as a team and making sure that you are transparently communicating everything at every level uh, so that everyone's working towards that same one goal. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a collective endeavor right now. Um, Ash, we're going to take a a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about, you said you you got everything in place in 24 hours. I want to talk about what that looks like, how you did that, and some of the technologies that you're using to ensure that the business goes forward in this crisis. And we're going to For our listeners, we are talking with Ash Lumberg, and he's the chief commercial officer, and he is responsible for driving Spitzer, a company located in uh, Amsterdam, and he's responsible for the global commercial objectives of this company. He's a leader in digital strategy and business transformation, having launched several digital startups and businesses. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Ash, you can reach out to Ash on Ash Lumberg on LinkedIn, and also hashtag on Twitter at Ash Lumberg. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Spitzer, a very interesting company in Holland, you can go to www.spitzer.com. You can also go to Spitzer on Facebook and on Twitter. They are under Spitzer Media. And on LinkedIn, they are under Spitzer Media Group. So please reach out to them to learn about their business. Now, you can contact me, Kimberly Lewis, at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com with questions or or anything you like, uh, ideas for next shows, whatever you'd like, reach out to me. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda Academy. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe. And the Cinda Academy, which was newly launched during this crisis, is available 24 hours a day under cinda.academy on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also access it on www.cinda.org. And at the Cinda Academy, you can hear podcasts such as this one. You can read blogs. You can join webinars and videos. So please go to the Cinda Academy. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests 
new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we are talking with Ash Lundberg, and he's the chief commercial officer of the company Sputzer, and they are located in Amsterdam. And Ash is a leader in digital strategy and business transformation, and he's launched several digital startups and businesses, including one of the world's first crowdfunding platforms. Now, Sputzer provides services to telecommunication companies, hosting companies, directories and media companies, and technology businesses. So, Ash, we were talking about what you've done in your company during this situation and pivoting the, the business model. And we're talking a little bit more about the external part. I'd like to, I'd like to talk about the internal um, structure. So, you said that you made some changes in, in and helped some companies make some changes in sales structures, and you did this within a 24-hour period. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like we were talking about in the previous section with large-scale quarantines, travel restrictions, and social distancing measures uh, put in place, the structure of our sales teams effectively needed to change. And this isn't just for our organization it's for our partners network and for many businesses out there who will be listening in right now. Now, customers, uh, sorry, companies who have large field sales teams quickly needed to transition these teams into a working from home telesales model. And even companies with telesales teams are transitioning those into a work from home model as well. And what that requires, obviously, is being able to move fast, but making sure that you have the right technology in place to be able to enable them to work effectively from home. Now, once we got them to that point, we needed to talk about the onboarding and process adoption process. So companies should look to build out a standardized onboarding and process adoption process for all employees that are specific to working from home in a telesales environment. That can include training material, uh, which is then supported through video conference and screen sharing, because one of the most important things we've seen within our partner network 
is that we still need to try and keep up that human interaction, that phone calls are not enough, that emails are not enough, that we need to make sure that we keep video conferencing alive. The second part was making sure that they have a simple and effective sales process. Now, for a lot of field sales operatives, they were still very good at selling. Uh, they were they were confident in terms of prospecting and getting leads through the phone, but they would use uh, closing techniques typically that were related to a face-to-face environment. But what what we've seen is in this transition is that if they have a simple and effective sales process that they can follow, uh, whether it's face-to-face or, uh, or through telesales, they can adopt using new technologies uh, like screen sharing uh, facilities and also uh, online facilities to be able to talk to customers enable uh, to enable them to close those deals. And Ash, how are, how are you training them on that? Because um, it, there's a difference here. I mean, making a phone call and doing a face-to-face is one thing, but then actually to, to, to learn to work with the technology and make that most effective. How, how, are, you, how are you helping your partners get trained in that area? Yeah, so uh, so we're offering a, a number of different things. So one, one of the initiatives that we're putting forward is, is really kind of taking things back to basis. Uh, when it comes to a sales process, you know, salespeople need to make sure that they follow the same simple steps, uh, which is, you know, be prepared. So do your research, understand your client, your customer, understand the existing products that you might have with that customer and understand what products they actually need to provide a difference in their business to help them to survive, but also to thrive in market. The other part is to make sure that you don't go in with a hard sell. You know, customers at this time are also going through a very uneasy period within their business. So what we need to make sure is that sales reps are going in with the right sales strategy, which is really a consultative approach into how they can bring value to their business. And then the sale will come from there. Mm-hmm. And um, so so that's how you're training. How about recruiting? Because um, it seems like there might be different kinds of uh, skill sets or personality sets from from you know, face-to-face to more technology-based. Um, you talked about onboarding. How, how are you dealing with the recruiting of people during this time? Yeah, I mean, for, from our side, we, uh, we've been able to adapt. So, uh, so what we, we look to do is uh, a lot of companies as well uh, will have existing resource that might have complementary skills. And uh, one of the largest sales channels that we're actually seeing evolve from this crisis uh, is the inbound customer care or inbound support teams. Uh, now, you know, for, for organizations uh, that have an inbound customer care team, this can absolutely be one of the largest sales channels that you could ever have. Mm-hmm. So more than ever, customers are calling in with either complaints or requests. They might be calling to either cancel or defer a payment because their business is under financial hardship. Uh, they might be saying, help me get online. Help me with my online presence. Help me to sell online. When they're calling into these inbound customer care teams, these customer care teams with the right training are actually able to convert a customer into a higher uh, share of wallet or a higher paying customer based on offering the right products to the right customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, good good point because often you don't th- think about those inbound 
teams as actually being able to um, not just do customer care, but also bring that customer into a long-term customer relationship. Good, very good point for our listeners. Um, but when we talk about these teams, you know, sales and customer care sometimes has a pretty big churn, okay? The turnover rate is quite high. Um, what are you experiencing now in, in this crisis? Um, how are you dealing with turnover and and new hires, um, resignations, or or is it not really happening right now? Look, it's a, it's a very good point. Um, you know, myself, uh, I, I'm from New Zealand, and uh, especially within the travel industry, we're seeing a lot of companies make public announcements where they're going to be reducing their staff up to 30 or 40%. Uh, which creates uncertainty. And uh, within uncertainty, I think the only way that companies can manage that is to focus on controlling what they can control and not on what they can't. It's important to address this situation with transparency and lead from the front in terms of how this will affect the team. But make sure that you do your best to pick up the work and that every person on the team is working towards the same goal. And I think that really does come down again to that technology play. If you can adopt the right technology in your business, you can then obviously make sure that you're more organized and you can have all of that data available so that the team can pick up extra weight in the time of crisis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there any technology that might be better than another technology or, um, you know, what components in the technology do you have to have to make this successful? Yeah, I mean, you need to have a robust tech stack. And I think you know, there are some technologies that are easier to implement than other technologies. I mean, obviously, you can't really implement a new CRM during a time like now. You mm. need to really rely and make sure that you have your data in there and that your salespeople are trained up to input the right data in there. But technologies you can adopt and you can apply very quickly are communication tools. Um, you know, we've, we've seen a huge increase internally of people using a tool called Crankwheel. Uh, which is a, uh, a a video screen sharing tool, a communication tool that salespeople can use, as well as customer support people can use to share what they are seeing on their screen on mobile and on desktop uh, without someone having to download a specific application. Um, but, you know, adopting tools like this, I mean, we've, we see a lot of customers uh, using Zoom, for example, as well. So using tools like this to communicate effectively with your clients are the tools that you should be looking to adopt and apply uh, to enable your salespeople to keep selling. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, we're going to be talking with Crankwheel next week on this show um, for our listeners, and we can maybe can learn a little bit more about their technology then. Um, and, and the technology, it's it's not just about the customer information and, and the products also. Um I'd like to go into the area, talk, ask you what you're doing with commissions and tracking, okay? Um, you have to tra- track productivity of sales no matter where they are. It's pretty easy when they walk in the office um, or, or they, you know, they come in once a week and bring, how are you, you know, how are you adapting commission models and, and actually sales management? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So salespeople, uh, like to sell products that will not only deliver their customers the best value, but also uh, deliver the best value to them in terms of their remuneration or, or commission. Uh, so there's no doubt that people have the ability to still earn commission. But what we see is a lot of companies are starting to adapt the products and also the commission tied to certain products to drive a certain goal or objective within the organization. So what we're seeing is that people are starting to relax targets uh, to avoid 
salespeople being too pushy, trying to hit that one target, but looking to up commissions on certain products that are going to achieve a really good goal for the small or medium-sized business, uh, but also work towards the organizational goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, I want to come back in the, in the next segment. We're going to talk about products, and maybe we can t- talk about like tying the commissions to them a little bit more. Um, but for now, I just have a question. So, when you're out there selling in this kind of environment, uh, it, should you be targeting your sales force to certain industries, um, you know, one industry rather than another industry right now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, although every business has been affected by COVID-19, there are some business categories out there who really need our help. And they need your products and your services. For example, when it comes to companies who sell digital marketing products, we've seen a big focus from those companies uh, selling into industries where they can enable them to sell or trade online. You know, Many countries have listed several business categories as essential services, but have restricted the way that they trade. Businesses like restaurants, bars, bakeries, butchers, wine and beer shops, things like that, where you can enable these customers to sell online or at least take orders online to enable them to still maintain their business and still stay alive. So we have seen a lot of people targeting those certain industries. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking to those industries, um, is also the, the sales conversation or the customer care conversation changing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... The message is still the same, but I think the way that we are communicating is different. So, again, adopting those certain technologies where a phone call would have sufficed in the past, I think adding technologies or software in there around screen sharing and showing your customer, guiding your customer and being that trusted advisor, I think that's really how communication channels and how you communicate to them has changed. Mm-hmm. And do you think, Ash, with the, with this adjustment, um, do you think this is going to be fundamentally change the future of sales? Do you think we'll we'll have more virtual teams in the future because we were kind of forced into it now? Or do you think when this is all over, it'll kind of go back to normal? Yeah, I, I think this has forced the hand for a lot of uh, companies out there. Um, it's, it's very clear that how we were running before uh, might have been inefficient. We've seen productivity increase within our organization. Uh, we've seen morale actually increase as well because we're coming together as a team and working really hard uh, to, to achieve the goals that we still need to achieve. So I think it really has changed the face of business as we uh, as we know it today. And I think everyone's going to be more conscious, more prepared uh, and more ready in case something like this comes ahead in future. So I, I, think, I think the short-term implications is we're going to become more efficient and more agile. Uh, the long-term implications, I think we're yet to see where those are going to come, but I don't think companies are going to go back into how they were operating before. Mm-hmm. And with, with the long-term and the short-term, um, it's not just about this transition of this operation model, but it's also the communication. So you're seeing uh, changes between you know, sales managers and sales people in communication? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, th- I think the way that teams are operating internally, Uh, have completely changed. I do think, though, that it's highlighted a lot of the key fundamentals where we do need that interaction. Teams need to meet regularly. We need to encourage people. We need to recognize and reward good performance. We need to bring the fun, but we're just bringing the fun in a different way. And we need to change their focus. Rather than relentlessly trying to drive to one revenue target, let's make sure that we're delivering the products that the customers need. And I think that's where we're coming up on the next section. 
<laughs> Good. Okay, we're going to take a short break then. And for our listeners, we're talking with Ash Lumberg, and he's the Chief Commercial Officer at Spotzer. And Spotzer is a company that has his main headquarters in Amsterdam, in the Netherlands. And Ash himself is a leader of digital strategy and business transformation, having launched several digital startups, including one of the world's first crowdfunding platforms. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Ash, please reach out to Ash on LinkedIn under Ash Lumberg. And he's also on Twitter and social media under Ash Lumberg. And if you'd like to learn little bit more about Sputzer, please go to www.sputzer.com and you can also find Sputzer on Facebook and Sputzer is under Sputzer Media on Twitter and on LinkedIn under Sputzer-Media Group and that's S-P-O-T-Z-E-R. So please reach out to them. They'd love to hear from you. And for questions and comments, you can reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda Academy. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe. And the Cinda Academy, which has recently been launched, is available 24 hours a day under Cinda.academy on Instagram and Cinda.academy on Facebook. And you can also learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. Now, on the Cinda Academy, you can hear podcasts such as this one. You can also hear webinars. You have training sessions. You can read blogs. So please go to the Cinda Academy and look at some of the resources that we have available open or Cinda has available open for your business. And with that, we're going to take a short break and when we come back ash i want to talk about products maybe go back into that commission and that tying it um tying it to products and industries and hear a little bit about what you think the future is going to look like so with that we're going to take a short break Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, 
self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we are talking to Ash Lomberg. He's the Chief Commercial Officer of Spotser. And Spotser is a company located in Holland, in the Netherlands, with their headquarters doing business all around the world. And they are partners with leading telecommunication businesses, hosting companies, directing media businesses, and technology businesses. Now, Ash, you've been talking to us about the transition that you've had to go through. Um, you're primarily working with other business partners and other business companies, but you also have a suite of products uh, that you offer. And what are you seeing? What kind of products do we need in this situation? How can we help small business uh, in this crisis? Yeah. So uh, in a time of crisis, the demand for certain products will decrease. Uh, and the demand for other products will increase. And I think it's always important to adapt your product to service uh, the customers and the market demands uh, that are there. I think one question that I would propose to a lot of businesses would be, is the product or service that you're selling today relevant for the market, given that the changes uh, and, the, and the pace of change that are coming through, you know, what, what do you need to adapt there? You know, we're seeing some companies will find this, uh, you know, a, a very large challenge around innovating fast enough to take these new products to market. Uh, this is where we've helped a lot of our partners recently. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying basically is, you know, we have a certain situation right now um, and we're maybe adapting our, our product portfolio at this time to meet the current situation, just as restaurants are doing more takeout. But what's the situation going to look in in two months or three months, um, how, you know, how do you adapt your products? You know, nobody really knows. So how would you suggest people go about you know, planning and thinking and, and trying to be agile enough to think about products in the future? Yeah, I think uh, we, we all need to take a look at our businesses and, and, and see how we can deliver these products. You know, can I deliver this product in a different way? We're seeing even people who are uh, yoga teachers or, you know, PTs, fitness instructors who have typically done a face-to-face interaction who are now looking to do online courses and deliver their product in a digital manner. So I think we need to look at all of our products and go, is there a way that we can safeguard our future? Is there a way we can save our business? Can we either transact online? So can we sell our products or services? Can we take orders online? Can we actually sell our services in a more digital way using video conferencing, using uh, screen sharing, using uh, any kind of online means. But I think we we really have now had the kick that we needed to say we need to do everything in a digital way or have the ability to deliver in a digital way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how does that, uh, Ash, how does that affect pricing? Because the other thing that comes to mind in, in this kind of situations is, um, you know, you may have priced a certain product one way or a certain service one way in the past. Um, uh, how do you assess pricing in this kind of market? Yeah, I think the, the first point that everyone is very well aware of is access to capital. Uh, in some respects, can become harder in terms of, uh, you know, saved capital within companies. Um, I've seen huge support, uh, and I think we've all seen huge support from the governments around the world, offering stimulus packages, offering ways that they can support businesses from a financial perspective. But in my opinion, a lot of these are short-term uh, and will suffice and help businesses in the short-term, but we really need to start looking uh, long term. So I think people will start to be a lot more conscious uh, around what services they invest in. Uh, so we need to make sure that your service or your business service is considered critical. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be very hard. I think demand is going to be something as well that causes businesses to discount products and offers. You know, we're already seeing people who uh, are within the retail industry looking to discount uh, certain products or services that they might have excess stock in, so people will start to manage inventory a lot tighter. Uh, and I think the billing type will change. Uh, we've seen a massive lift within the subscription economy um, in, in in recent years. A lot of people looking to move to you know ARR or MRR models, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the future. So we'll see a lot more companies looking to access capital at the start to invest and acquire either technology, stock or inventory, and then look to apply a subscription model because then revenues will be a little bit more future-proofed. And when times like this come into effect, they will be less affected uh, by, by the current events and crisis. Mm-hmm. Very, very good point. But when you say subscription model and, and adjusting pricing, I come back to what we talked about before, um, compensation themes, product-based, um, you know, uh, prof, you know, on the profitability of the product or on subscription models that are future-based. Uh, how do you see those compensation uh, compensation themes changing with all these pricing changes and and uh, sales channel changes? Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting question. Uh, I think a lot of it comes down to the company's overall strategy and goal. You know, a lot of cust- uh, companies out there, and we've seen this with companies with the likes of Uber, uh, who have got a, a goal on acquisition of drivers, acquisition of clients and people using their product more so than they do over the profitability or certain revenue metrics tied to those. So I think what we'll see is companies moving to different types of commission structures and commission structures that will be very much tied into the overall arching company strategy or goal and what they're trying to achieve. So I've seen already in market uh, some salespeople having extended commission cycles where they're not getting paid their commission for up to six months because retention is key within that certain business unit. And that's where the commission structure is aligned more with the company's goals than it does in terms of actually retaining or keeping the uh, the certain salesperson. But what I have seen equally to that is the commission is a lot higher so people are rewarding retention, but they're paying at a later stage. And the, the salesperson, if they're a good salesperson, will benefit greatly. 
Mm-hmm. And and when you talk about that, the uh, based on the product and the retention, what about segmentation? Okay, because we talked about you know different industries. Do you think that this this change is leading to more sales segmentation? So certain you know people working with certain industries and other ones working with other industries, or do you think it's still kind of throw it all in one pot type? method yeah well uh, I've, I've seen a mixture of both actually so we've seen people uh, or, or certain companies go through certain stages where they're actually having to contract sales forces uh, in that people are starting to become more product uh, generalists and sales generalists you know there are some companies out there who used to have you know uh, a BDR team uh, SDR team, certain people who are generating leads, certain people who are closing sales, uh, certain people who are nurturing thereafter that have had to make their sales forces more congested uh, and, and make the guys more generalist. But we have seen people become more niche uh, and that's probably around the product strategies that are being applied. So we've seen a lot of people hunting for people within the e-commerce realm, people with e-commerce experience, digital experience, people who are experienced in terms of helping people grow using digital products. So I think in some regards, people are having to become more generalists, but also uh, within specific companies, they are able to become more specialists within certain product fields. Mm-hmm. And um, as they do this, and uh, what about the post-customer service? Okay, because you talked about the inbound channel before, of using that also for sales, but then there's also that kind of customer care, that post-customer service. What kind of changes are you seeing in that? Yeah, uh, we, we kind of touched on it earlier. So customer service is, is absolutely a way that businesses can differentiate themselves from their competitors. Uh, and looking after our customers in this time is going to be something that the customers uh, of now will remember in the long term and, and look to stay around with you. But uh, what we did talk about the inbound customer care teams mm. having a sales function within them. So looking at your inbound customer care teams being now one of the, uh, the largest sales teams within the organization. So not only looking after the customer's support needs, uh, but nurturing them through a process and then looking to upsell them to to new products. Mm -hmm. So, Ash, um, as we start to get towards the end of our show today, um, I'd like to know what you're doing at SportStar and you as a commercial, chief commercial officer. um, Do you have a disciplined post-crisis review for your company? I mean, when when we finally get through this, and I'm assuming we're going to get through this and hopefully sooner than later, um, what kind of post-crisis review operationally are you looking at in your company? Yeah, I think we're, we're taking that on a day-by-day basis for now. Uh, we've been working in a very agile and lean uh, environment for the last couple of years, really trying to make sure that we can hone our business in and provide the most value to our partners. Uh, I think uh, on a daily business, we're meeting as a leadership team to talk about you know the challenges uh, that are coming about each day because it is changing each day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think rather than having one overarching uh, post-crisis review, I think we're just doing that on a daily basis and being very fluid and very agile in that respect. Okay, good. So uh, summing this all up, great information, Ash. Thank you so much. Um, We have managers listening. We have small businesses listening. We have um, medium-sized businesses listening. If you had to sum up with three keys for success as we get through this and as we go forward, what would that be? Yeah, I think number one would be that businesses need to adapt and they must adapt. If you continue to run your business today as you did yesterday, then you are at risk of losing your relevance in market and potentially going under. 
Number two is value-added services. Look at your existing customers for short-term revenue growth. These customers are going to be the most uh, likely to convert into uh, new revenue opportunities. So make sure that you give them a good focus and make sure you support them uh, during this crisis. And then the last part is really talking about people, partners and technology. These are going to be the key pillars for your success. Make sure you invest in your people in terms of training, process, support. Invest in your partners and look for ways you can leverage their external capabilities to enrich your capabilities as a business. And lastly, invest in your technology. Find the tech that will make your business most efficient and most effective during this time of crisis. Mm-hmm. Great. And one last word, um, because that's, that's great advice for all our businesses out there. Um, you're working with partners who work with small businesses. Um, any advice on, on how we should be working with this or helping or supporting the small businesses out there today? Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we need to treat the conversations we're having with small businesses uh, with empathy. So we need to make sure that we can relate to the customers. Uh, and, and most importantly, uh, is, is to shop local, support your local communities, support your local small businesses. Uh, you know, it's okay if you need to uh, to order out <laughs> more than you usually do, uh, but make sure you support the local businesses because they need your support now more than ever. Great. Well, thanks so much, Ash, for sharing with us today and and taking the time to be with us. And for our listeners, we have been talking to Ash Lumberg, and he's the Chief Commercial Officer at Spotzer. And Spotzer is a global company that is partnering with telecommunication businesses, hosting companies, directory and media companies, and technology businesses. And Spotzer's goal is to drive local commerce and work with global and local partners. And Ash himself is a leader in digital strategy and business transformation. And he's launched several digital startups, including one of the world's first crowdfunding platforms. With 15 years of experience in sales management and marketing and leadership roles, Ash helps to develop and maintain the relationships with enterprise partners at Spitzer. To reach out to Ash, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn under Ash Lumber and that's L-O-M-B-E-R-G and also on social media under Ash Lumberg. And to learn more about Spotza, please go to www.spotza.com or Facebook under Spotza and on Twitter, they are under Spotza Media and on LinkedIn, they are in Spotza-Media Group and they'd love to hear from you. So please reach out to them. And once again, Ash, thank you so much. Take care. Um, And thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Thanks very much for having me, Kimberly. And for our listeners, please tune on to us every Tuesday, 3 p.m. And uh, that is specific time. And if you can't tune in at 3 p.m. specific time, you can download us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. So please listen to to all of our episodes. All of them are very interesting. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda Academy. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe. And the Cinda Academy is available 24 hours a day under cinda.academy on 
Instagram and under Cinda Academy on Facebook. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, you can also go to www.cinda.org. Now, on the Academy, you can hear podcasts such as this one. You can hear, you can see webinars, you can read blogs. So go to Cinda for thought leadership in the digital and any industry space. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And please contact me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or visit my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And you can find Leadership Beyond Borders also on Instagram, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn. And with that, thank you so much for listening this week. And please tune in again to us next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.